Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology beard oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Beardology, discover the best way to avoid the shave. So not one of the best stories we've ever had to tell here tonight. No. Um, this one's a little fucked up. We wanted to do a single killer instead of a serial one, like yeah. a single crime. Not a serial killer. Um, not someone with a whole big track record of all these victims. Just one one crime and one fucked up one. Very, More modern day. Very controversial. And he went all the way. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah, he he went for the gold, man. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. really went for it. So, uh, well, I guess we'll just get into it. Here. Yeah, let's just jump into him. Uh, so, Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, who later changed his name to Luca Magnato, was born July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two, in Scarborough, Ontario, to Anna Yorkin and Donald Newman. He was raised well, and this is this is coming from him too. So. I mean, I don't know. And as the story will tell us, he's a mega piece of shit. Yeah, so this is all his accounts of things. So I don't know if you take it with a grain of salt or or what, but um, he was raised in a physically and mentally abusive household, and there was mental illness that ran in his family. His mother, Anna, was obsessed with keeping their house clean and would regularly lock Luca and his two siblings out of the house to keep it clean. He received beatings from both parents, and his mother would go as far as putting the kids' pet rabbits outside to freeze to death as a punishment. What a fucking bitch. Well, it's not very nice. No. That's terrible. Well, the rabbits didn't piss anybody off, and now they have to freeze to death? What's yeah. worse, that or Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction when she boiled the rabbit? I've never seen that. I haven't either. Yeah. All right. Never mind. But boiling a rabbit doesn't sound great either. When she broke in a house and boiled his kid's rabbit. Jesus Christ, man. Fatal attraction, man. Wow. Do they show it? Or allude allude to it? I don't remember exactly, but yeah, that's an old movie. Well, fuck Glenn Close, too, then. (laughs) Okay. He did. That's why (laughs) why his rabbit got boiled. That's why this happened. In 1994, his father, Donald, was diagnosed with schizophrenia, which ultimately resulted in his parents getting divorced and... Uh, Luca and his siblings moving in with his grandparents. I couldn't really find why he they had to move in with their grandparents mm-hmm. instead of the mom taking care of them. But she just wanted well, the house permanently clean. And yeah, just, like you're probably done. best that they don't live with her. Right. Well, you would think it would be best. So be be nice to your kids, people. How many stories have you yeah, heard of this? Jesus, every like we can skip the beginning page of every serial yeah. killer or murderer story and just say, guess what? His mom was a fucking twat to him and beat the <laughs> shit out of him, and his dad also was no good. Let's skip ahead. Oh, he killed some people. Yeah. It's definitely part of the soup. But it's not part of the, the McDonald's triad or whatever. No, because but and well then you get dudes like uh Ted Bundy who didn't have any problems. I don't know anything about yeah, Ted Bunny because so, we haven't covered him yet. And. But it seems like it does play a pretty significant role in a lot of these guys. Almost all of them. Yeah. Almost everyone we've covered thus far, they had some kind of piece of shit mom and or parent. Yeah. So it's not always. It's like uh, all people with tattoos are not white trash, but all white trash people have tattoos. <laughs> That's a good... Uh, That's a fair statement. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Although some people would call me white trash for watching pro wrestling and NASCAR, and I have not one tattoo. That just explodes Mind some brains blown. out what? there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You need a Necronomapod tattoo. That's I'll get it need. at some point. As soon as we get that one person who subscribes to our Patreon at some point for $1,000 a month, <laughs> I will get a tattoo. <laughs> Their face on my back. 
Oh my. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so uh, things were, were no better with his grandparents who would eventually divorce as well while they had custody of the kids. The kids were homeschooled for a period of time. That's always a good idea. Yeah, but uh, but records there's records of Luca attending a normal school for at least the years of 1998 through 2000 uh, because he was obsessed with his looks and very feminine. He earned the creative nickname of a uh, a homosexual slur from his grandparents that we could probably or people could probably figure out. Oh, thanks, Grandma, Grandpa. An <laughs> F-word, homosexual slur. Yeah. yeah, and that's just what he was called, which is like, like I said, very uh, <laughs> way to go. Yeah, very creative. On a, yeah, sounds like a loving household. They man. weren't very woke. No, <laughs> of course not. Um, somewhere in between 2002 and 2003, Luca began stripping at the Remington's nightclub in Toronto. In 2003, he also started to appear appear with, with the Remington's nightclub. So it was a uh, Gay strip club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in 2003, he also started to appear in what would total is four known adult films where he played a straight man who turned gay. And he also started to work as a male escort at this time using the name Jimmy. Okay. So he's doing a very his thing. clever escort name, Jimmy. I th- he, that's the name of your dick, not you. <laughs> well, he got it from a... Uh, he got a Jimmy hat. <laughs> What? What? I don't. You never heard that term no. before. Jimmy hat. What's a Jimmy hat? A condom. Yeah. Oh. Jimmy hat. Wait, well, see, you guys educate me, and I educate you on what a skin flute is. So it is what it is. <laughs> we look like idiots. <laughs> Jimmy hat. It makes sense now that I hear it. Also, so his gay porn. He was. He played a straight man who turned gay. That's the storyline. You know, yeah. in research for this, I almost googled it to see what would come up. I did yeah. not do it. I don't even know if this is still readily available. They should have pulled I, you know, him. I'm not sure. After what this guy does, taking his uh, film work out of circulation. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> you know, I just, well, the WWE took Chris Benoit of a lot of mass circulation at the time. Maybe they the mm. they should have taken this guy out of circulation. Still watch Naked Gun. <laughs> what happened with that? Uh, OJ. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that flick. <laughs> yeah, that made me think of is um the Office when Michael outs Oscar. And Dwight puts on the the gay pornography on the computer, and Michael walks up and just like takes that breath. He's like, he's like, nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with this at all. <laughs> also, Dave OJ was found not guilty. That's true. Don't need him owning that Necronama cash. <laughs> you know all that that we have flooding in, right? So in uh, in 2004, Luca got in trouble with the police for the first time. When he became online friends with a 21-year-old woman who had the mental capacity of an 8-year-old child. So Luca convinced this woman to apply for credit cards and he racked up $10,000 in debt under her name. He also videotaped himself sexually assaulting this woman. Jeez. I like how yeah. you put that, like, like that's the after fact. Like, well, he racked up $10,000 in her. Also, he sexually assaulted her. Well, I, I put that this way because we'll see right here with this. <laughs> he was charged with fraud, but the charges for the taped sexual assault were dropped. Um, was it because she was, like, 21? Well, I think the fact that she was obviously mentally handicapped should have. But why they dropped? Well, I, I, you know, I don't know, but later on, um, after what happens at the end of this story one of the lawyers involved a guy named peter scully who who worked on this case said that the crown's decision to drop the sexual assault charges changed luca's life quote immeasurably with huge ramifications to our society make him feel invincible well yeah i mean it let him get away with doing something extremely fucked up and taping rape someone on tape and nothing happens to you sure that's very interesting to me as to why those were dropped like that's, I'd yeah. like to know why. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. It's not even just the U.S. I mean, this is in Canada. There's always these weird. There's like no, um, there's no standards. And the, well, there's and the, always loopholes that you can get yeah. the stuff thrown out and get stuff dropped. And, and there's no, in in a lot of these type of cases, you always see these guys get away with something. It's like they did. They actually the cracks have somehow. the videotape yeah. of the sexual assault, or was this just based on the the victims? 
word of mouth because maybe maybe they they deemed her not reliable of a source. Yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of mitigating factor here. Yeah, I just know this this lawyer that was involved, this Peter Scully, came out afterwards and said it was a huge fuck up on the on the crown's part. To clearly, as we'll get into. Yeah. Um, in June 2005, Luca pled guilty and was convicted of four fraud charges. Before sentencing, his lawyer showed the court a medical report showing that Luca had, quote, significant psychiatric issues. In sentencing, Madam Justice Lauren Marshall warned Luca, saying, quote, you have a medical problem and you need to always take medication. If you do not, your life is going to get messed up. Pretty straight and to the point. Yeah, and he was given nine months community service and 12 months of probation. So, I don't know, it's just a slap on the wrist for taping uh, raping somebody. But like you said, there's probably some type of something. That, something. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you get a DUI in Canada, you lose your license for like fucking ever. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're pretty strict on the DUIs, I believe, mm. up in Canada. Maybe our Canadian listeners can correct me or straighten that out, but I feel like they're pretty fucking strict up there with that. Throughout the rest of 2005, Luca would continue to star in adult films and appeared in Fab Magazine under his male escort named uh, Jimmy. In the beginning of 2006, he met a transgendered woman named Barbie, and the two of them would start dating. Later on, she said that Luca would just constantly talk about being famous, and his apartment looked like a, quote, a shrine dedicated to himself. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you watch videos of him online and stuff, he's obsessed with, I mean, there's some real, uh, he's as big of a piece of shit as we've covered yet. There's some major mental illness going on as far as like narcissism and, uh, was it like dysmorphia? Is that when you body dysmorphia? Yeah. There's like this major obsession with his, the way he looks Mm. and plastic surgery and stuff like that. I still stand by. He's a piece of shit. Oh yeah. He's a piece of shit for sure. Um, their, rela- their relationship didn't last long, and after breaking up at the end of 2006, that's when he officially changed his name to Luca Magnata. So where'd the name come from? Any significance to it, or we don't know? Mm-hmm. He thought it was a beautiful name to match his beautiful body. I mean, it does sound pretty fancy. Luca Magnata. I love the name Luke. I don't like the name Luca. I mean, it sounds like uh, a model, I guess. I don't know. It reminds me of Luca Brazzi from The Godfather. Yeah? That's what I think of. I mean, I, I don't know. Luca Magnata. So in 2007, he he starts taking this really weird turn with this whole uh, wanting to be famous stuff. He started to make a ton of social media accounts under different names and plant rumors about himself, about his name Luca, uh, online. Which is really weird. One of the main ones he was pushing at the time was that he was dating Carla Homolka. Carlo Homolka is a Canadian serial killer who raped and killed three underage girls with her husband, Paul Bernardo. Including her sister. Yeah. That's a nutty story, man. Yeah, that's Maybe a future episode? Yeah, that's That's, a weird one. That's rough. And she has, like, this weird, uh, like, celebrity to her, like, this, uh, like, glorification almost. Like, a lot of people thought she was under his... Like, uh, like that Paul Bernardo was making her do it. Yeah. And she's got, yeah, like this weird, uh, like aura or something, you know, like this, yeah, like this celebrity. What do you, like, like a Casey Anthony type? Like, she's not glorified. Depends who you talk to. (laughs) She is in this room. (laughs) Um, like, uh, like, was she an attractive woman? I don't know anything. Yeah. Maybe we'll say this for the Carla Homolka episode, but maybe kind of how I don't even know if it's it's more than Ted Bundy because Ted Bundy gets glorified, but people so even more than Ted Bundy. I that's that's like this weird like almost like a cult following of Mm, people people like Lover. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. All right, let's let's table that. Maybe we'll we'll dive into her one day. That sounds very fascinating. It's an interesting story. Uh, Luca attached himself to her for publicity because of this this like weird cult following kind of thing she has. So after drumming up these rumors enough to get attention, Luca went to the Toronto Sun to say that he was a victim in this and that the rumors were ruining his life. What this is, is weird. Did they go, who are you? Yeah. What are you talking about? The reports probably like, like uh... <laughs> 
just bizarre. In the summer of 2007, he auditioned for the reality show Cover Guy, telling the judges that, quote, some people say I'm devastatingly good looking. <laughs> some people say. Yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> and the judges rejected him. He's not even that good looking, right? Like, I've seen pictures of him. I mean, he's not like, no, I mean, I wouldn't. He's he's an okay looking guy. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's, no. A minus at best. Maybe B plus. I mean, I don't know. The photos are out there. People, let us know what you think. Is he a good-looking guy? Send us your letter grade. I'll go B-plus at best. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say that, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. Like, I mean, nothing not special. Gr- nothing that you would you would ever see and be like, oh, my God, that guy's a good-looking human B being. B-plus, pretty good, though, no? I mean, but are you being a mo- Are you selling your looks on a B-plus? Yeah. I don't think so. He's you know, no fuck- Brad Pitt. He's no fucking Chris Hemsworth. Let's get okay. it right. He's no Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> No Captain America. I will also accept Jason Statham. Also a good looking guy. Older man. I don't know who that is. Badass dude. He's the, um, with the rock in the new movie. Oh, the bald dude. Yeah, the bald dude. Fucking Jason Statham, motherfuckers. Come on. (laughs) I didn't know you felt so strongly. I love Jason Statham. (laughs) Also Matthew McConaughey. Continue. All right. You don't list any more guys that you're Those are my top three. Maybe, maybe those are my top three. Okay. Of like, what, good looking guys? I guess so. I don't know. That's off the top of my head. Chris Hemsworth, Jason Statham, Matthew McConaughey. Jeff Gordon? Oh, obviously, but <laughs> come on. I like him a little taller than five foot seven. <laughs> All right. It's a pretty good list, I guess. I, you're damn right it's a good list. Throw uh, Jake Gyllenhaal right. in there. Jake Gyllenhaal's Do, a good looking like dude. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. Let's, uh, I'm trying to picture Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Donnie Darko. I mean, we give we give enough girl talk on this. We might as well give some guy talk. It's all right. I mean, I have nothing yeah, wrong with Jake it. Gyllenhaal. He's a good looking. I don't know. If, he wouldn't make my list, but he's all right. He's Why you, Dave? Who's your man crush? I, <laughs> you didn't think we'd go down this road, I, and I did you. No, I was not ready. For, I was, I'm drawing a blank currently. Um, well, you have to pick one from your I list. I picked my top three. Just pick one. Oh, boy. Between all those abs, you make me pick one? <laughs> um... Give Dave a chance to think. Right now, I really dig Jason Statham. He's a badass dude. Yeah. I love him in The Expendables. What's he in the the What's the What's the new movie with The Rock? The Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's that called? Something Fast and Furious. You guys are the ones that watch all that. I haven't seen this new one, Hobbs and whatever. I can't yeah. remember the Hobbs and Shaw. Name. Yeah, something like that's that. Right. Yeah, something. I like Jason Statham. Jake Gyllenhaal. I just think he's a badass. Dave's got nothing. I I, I really don't. <laughs> He's I don't drawing know what a to blank. Say here. All right. Well, we'll move on. Uh, it's floating around in the back of my head. We'll come back. He'll later. come back. He'll he'll randomly throw out a random name. <laughs> yeah. and like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, That's who I want to fuck. <laughs> I don't think I'll be making that statement. <laughs> so, and then in February 2008, he also tried out for a reality show called Plastic Makes Perfect, where he was quoted as saying, I've had my nose done and I've had two hair transplants and I'm planning on having muscle implants in my pecs and arms. And he was also rejected for this show. And he was lying about having his nose done and the hair transplants? No, or did he actually get that yeah, done? Yeah, no. And the, he describes it in the interviewer, the audition for this. The hair thing's wild. It's like they took skin from like the back of his head or something. It sounded brutal, oh. like very painful and weird. And he was awake for the whole thing. I mean, there's. Oh. It's very. He was obsessed with being famous. Yeah, he was going to very uh, great lengths to change his looks and and get this this whole famous thing. I have calf implants. <laughs> I got them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. You were on Entourage when Johnny Drama wanted calf implants. Yeah. I didn't want. I never watched Entourage. <laughs> Again, some of us didn't get HBO growing up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. If what? only this guy had a famous lawyer dad who got a famous athlete off of murder charges, he could have been famous for no reason whatsoever and made billions of dollars. Who are you talking about? The Kardashians. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't even have to fuck Ray J to be famous. Yeah. Hmm? Well, maybe still. That still got him started. <laughs> still, if only he had a dad that got some famous athlete off of murder charges. Yeah. So for the for the next couple of years, Luca he'd continue this weird thing of making the fake social media accounts to talk about himself until 2010, when the video titled Three Guys One Hammer" showed up on the internet. 
Three Guys, One Hammer is a video that showed three young Ukrainian guys killing a 48-year-old man named Sergei Yatsenko. Uh, this, I mean, we talked about this through text through this week. I, this is a video that I've completely avoided online. I will not watch it. I've heard or talked to people who watched it and... I will not watch it. Not for me. It's um. So I did see some of it. Uh, we will not post it. We will not put it out anywhere. Um, if you find it, if you want to watch it, that's on your own. Uh, of your own choosing. It is the most disturbing video I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't recommend watching it. It's fucked up. It is sickening. Um, I regret watching it because it's not pleasant. Mm. So. But but just to put in perspective, that's what influenced this motherfucker into what he will go on to do. Yeah. Like he got off on this shit. It it was sickening. Yeah. From what I've because um, Angie's seen it, I think I'm it's awful. Sure. It's yeah. awful. The sights, the sounds, all of it. Yeah. That's what Angie said was the sound is terrible. Like the sound the guy's making. Yeah. Just He's got like the. Death I mean, I can, I, I'm not going to go into detail about yeah. talking about it, but yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So just to kind of touch on what what this video is exactly is um, in the video, the, the victim is seen lying on his back in a wooded area and is struck repeatedly in the face with a hammer held inside of a plastic bag. One of the attackers stabs him in the eye and the abdomen with a screwdriver. Uh, the victim is then struck with a hammer to make sure he's dead. And the attack lasts for over four minutes, during which the victim lapses in and out of consciousness. One of the murderers is seen smiling towards the camera during the video, and as they walk back to their car, showing that the crime took place close to the side of a road next to their parked car. They discuss the murder calmly, expressing mild surprise that the victim was still breathing after a screwdriver was plunged into his exposed brain. And then they just wash their hands with the and the hammer with the water bottle and start laughing. Whatever happened to those guys? Anything? Yeah, they got in a lot of trouble. They then that's not the only person that they killed. They mm. kind of went on a spree of doing fucked up shit. They just recorded that one. Hmm. We can do an episode on them. That's a full episode. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I want to do an episode on that. It's really upsetting. Yeah. Like, and I know the stuff we've covered is very upsetting in the past. But it's you just know, some filmed. of these skull fuckers and people who are fucking babies that they killed. But the fact that it's filmed and it's like modern day, it puts it more in perspective. Like, it's not pleasant. No, I mean, that, yeah, it's including filmed. this episode we're doing, this Luca. It's not. And that's what I, I said earlier. Like, this is more upsetting to me, I think, than anything we have ever covered, simply for the fact that you can see this. Yeah. And sure. we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But. It's it's sickening. Yeah. And we've covered obviously sickening human beings. Right. Lots of them. The fact that this is more modern day family members are still alive. This video still floating around like that's it's disturbing. I mean, yeah, and it's readily available. I mean, all you got to do is Google it and And we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So Luca shared this this uh, video to his Facebook account. The hammer guys. Right. And um. And as this this video just circulated around the internet, I mean, it got insanely popular. It's like an internet legend at this point. But so he saw how how popular this this became. So he started hyping a video from his fake social media accounts called "One Guy Two Kittens." <laughs> it well, sounds as awful as you <clears throat> think it sounds, folks. So if you're not into that shit, go ahead and skip ahead about a minute and a half. Was Two Girls One Cup the first? video with this naming convention that started the trend of all these videos being probably, named this way. Probably because yeah. one was the hammer one. And I don't mean hammer time. I, <laughs> I wish we were talking about hammer time. Or am I just misremembering that? Is it a Mandela effect that I'm having thinking oh, no. two girls, one cup? Write it down. We might be talking about that soon. <laughs> well, now I hope we fucking talk about that or else I'm going to sound like a dipshit. <laughs> the, I think uh, it was. Because when, when when was this? It would have had to been because these guys. I'm ninety. Two girls, one cup. I was in college, and that was pre 08 The hammer one came out like early teens, twenty teens. I, right. Yeah, and I would. Um, I'm ninety nine percent sure that these guys didn't name it. Three guys, one People hammer. Someone else that. named it that. Yeah. 
Like it kind of just got that. They name. call everything that now. Yeah. Two this, one that. Yeah. I think it's. They started... call this show three guys trying to sound relevant. <laughs> just is what it is. Sounding like they know how to run a podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't recommend watching Two Girls, One Cup either. Oh, uh, I would recommend that over any other video we're going to talk about tonight, though. <laughs> and I can confidently say that. Were you guys Are you going to disagree with me on that one? No, I was trying to think of when we watched, we watched that at one of our neighborhood parties. We it was did. the first time I ever saw it. I had never seen it. Is it, it. you that had never seen it? Yeah. I remember someone didn't see it. <laughs> we, it, was the, it was the three of us standing in the kitchen, right? Yeah. I don't remember specifically, but I remember seeing it for the first time recently. Because I, much like you with these videos, I successfully avoided it until I, I drunkenly stumbled into whatever's phone was showing it. I specifically remember that night because you guys started drinking at like five o'clock. It was real early when you guys started oh, it drinking. Oh, must have been a late start for and us then, that day. It, well, then, he, <laughs> then he walked in sober and I was still sober. What do you mean and, you guys? So I was by myself drinking? No, it was a lot of people. Other but people. He wa- I remember because you walked in and I was like, you don't even know what you're walking into <laughs> right now because you were drinking craft beers. You were smashed. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Did I have a soft serve ice cream cone in my hand? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Terrible comment. Also, people who don't have not seen that video will not get that joke. <laughs> Still, of all the videos we're talking about tonight, if you had to pick one, watch Two Girls, One Cup oh, over the other don't ones. Don't tell people to watch that. <laughs> no, but if you're going to pick one video, Dave, what no. are you going to tell them to watch? N- none of them. I don't want to see any <laughs> well, of this. I'd rather see poop than <laughs> what we're going to discuss. On December 21st, 2010, Luca posted a video titled One Guy, Two Kittens, where he is seen putting two kittens into a sealed plastic bag and then sucking the air out with a vacuum to suck to suffocate them. Ugh, vile. This this video uh, blew up online and, and sparked tons of websites like, uh, like 4chan and some animal rights groups to try and figure out who posted it. Was it confirmed 100% real? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, where's he getting these kittens? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you can find a cat anywhere, I guess. Yeah. Anonymous couldn't find this clown. Well, that's yeah. They were digging, man. They were pulling all kind of stuff. Um, he also had changed his name, right at this time or about this time. Yeah. Well, four moved years around. Before. Yeah, he moved around a lot. Yeah. So there was a Facebook group started by a former U.S. soldier named Ryan Boyle, and he this was dedicated just to f- try and find out who made this video because his face isn't shown in these videos. Mm. So, But when things seemed to quiet down with trying to figure out who did it, Luca would post pictures from the video, and some of them he would have his face shown. Like He got bold enough to start showing his face just to like taunt people. Like, yeah, hey, you can't find me. Yeah, he was getting off on this whole... Uh, this whole thing of people trying to find out who he was. Rescue Inc., this uh, an, an animal protection group, posted a $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of whoever made the video. The person that uh, that was the head of that organization said, quote, once somebody starts to open that door, that's when things start to get really dangerous. That's for sure. That's yeah. an accurate statement. McDonald yeah. Triad. Yeah, you got to have something real off in your... In it's your a head, suffocated to do, cat in a bag. Yeah, Ugh. to post it online and think it's great, and then you post your face when people are looking for you. Yeah. yeah. Not long after this reward was posted, a group called the Animal Beta Project started digging to find out who made the video. And when you take pictures and stuff with with smartphones, there's always metadata embedded, and a lot of times there's GPS tags. So they were able to figure out it was Luca Magnata, but they were having trouble to pin him down exactly because he was moving around and there wasn't like a huge paper trail on him. They were able to track some of the metadata to Toronto and then a police report was opened up on on Luca in in relation to the videos. And yeah, I mean that that shit's wild because I've seen numerous times online where somebody does something fucked up and posts it online and then with anymore usually with the right person involved oh, usually yeah. within a couple hours it's like uh, yeah, we oh, know, yeah we know who that yeah. is this was also the what nine ten years ago yeah so now it's a lot Some technology i'm sure you know it changes monthly at this point yeah a year after the video of the kittens being killed was posted more videos by luca started showing up a man wearing a santa hat is shown in one of them feeding a live kitten to a python. Oof. 
And then in another one, a kitten is duct taped to a broom handle and then drowned in a bathtub. That's awful. Yeah, you got to be Fuck real. Fuck, that's sick stuff, man. Yeah. I hate cats, but I'd never do this shit. No, you got to. There's got to be something, like I said, something real off with you. Even if you don't graduate to actually mm-hmm. killing a person, there's still something way off with you. Shortly after these. So, so let me just say, mm. instead of feeding the pussy with the snake, he was feeding <laughs> the pussy to the snake. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, did I say he's that like, right? please just let me get this one in. <laughs> That's what she said. Instead of feeding his snake to the pussy, he was feeding <laughs> the, pussy the pussy to the, to snake. the snake. Yep. <laughs> now that we sounded that one out, <laughs> it's not funny, actually. It's terrible. <laughs> it's fucked up. And it only gets worse from here. Yeah. So shortly after these videos were posted online, The Sun in London published a story about the kitten videos. Luca just showed up at their office and denied that he had made these videos. So he flew to London. Well, that's the thing. He's, he bounced all over the place. I think he was just in London. Or maybe he flew he there. That, I don't he, know. In all fairness, he had that gay porn money. Probably did pretty well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, had I mean, some good cash. Yeah, he probably make good money too now. I don't know. Maybe he should have posted. I think, I think the, they do make good money. I I'm, really do. You know. Maybe he should have posted the cat videos from like... I don't know, Morocco or something, so no one could find them. <laughs> yeah. The uh, So this reporter... If you're smart enough to run away, be smart enough to post your videos from someplace else. Yeah. So he spoke with this reporter named Alex West, and this guy described Luca's behavior as, quote, highly suspicious. <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> he, uh So this uh, Alex West wrote that, quote, behind the denials, it seemed like he was getting some sort of bizarre pleasure out of the attention. And then two days later, threatening emails were sent to the son's office. Believe, well, it's not even believe. They were from Luca. That, uh, quote, next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I'm producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies. Uh-oh. Foreshadow alert. Yeah. Uh, the London police were notified, but they said it was out of their jurisdiction. So I don't know what that Thanks, London. <laughs> I don't know. Is that because... Real it, troopers there. Wasn't he in London? Yeah, but I don't know if it was like the shit happened in Toronto, Canada. So they're like, ah, we can't do anything. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the only thing I could think of. But he's posting the threatening video in London. And they're like, it was no, a threatening email. Yeah, not us. That's weird. But, I, you know, I don't know how all that international. Uh, yeah, I suppose works. they probably didn't have jurisdiction. Invest- when, stop and send a threatening email to the sun right now and see if the London police contact you. <laughs> we can test that out. Yeah. We'll see. Go ahead. Like on, out of our fucking jurisdiction, it's your job, fucking Medina. <laughs> Deal with it. So uh, investigators with the Animal Beta Project received a tip in early 2012 that Luca might have moved to Montreal. The project members began searching through their archive of Luca's pictures, looking for anything that connected him to the city. One photo with unique streetlights caught their attention, and they began to systematically look at Montreal intersections using Google Street Street View to track track one of Lucas' pictures to a neighborhood in Montreal. It's pretty good detective work. Yeah, it's that's the thing with this online stuff is like people can do some really cool shit, and then at the same time you see people do some really dumb shit, like doxing, doxing everyone, people that yeah. don't need to be doxed and stuff. I've seen. Especially with the like we were well, we weren't just talking on recording, but uh, up and vanished. I've seen on mm-hmm. their forum, I've seen some doxing going on. It's like, man, you guys are pushing the limits of that you're going to get yourself in trouble putting mm-hmm. on people's names for no reason, yeah. you know. But then there's people that do some really, really cool shit and find yeah. stuff out. So as with other times when things started to quiet down a bit with the uh, the Animal Betas Project search for him, he started to post uh, more stuff online. And this time he started to promote a new video from fake accounts called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. On May 15th and May 16th, 2012, there were repeated references made to this made to this new video online. And then all of a sudden, Luca and his fake accounts just went completely silent. At the same time, Luca went silent. A Concordia University student named Lynn Jun failed to show up to work. And so this is where this story, unfortunately, gets pretty fucked up. Very. Yeah. More so than the kittens and the yeah. torture he did to the animals. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, what are you waiting for? We like to drink beer. A lot of it. After a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies, there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee. With a great selection of roast levels to choose from, you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style. Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean, Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out in social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more. On May 25th, 2012, an 11-minute video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was uploaded to bestgore.com. I didn't even know bestgore.com was a website until this. Mm. Um, I don't know if it still is. It is. I highly recommend people be careful clicking on it if they want to go or going to that link. Yeah, well, we can... We'll, touch on the guy that runs that too at the end he's a real uh, real piece of shit i would imagine so yeah so this video uh it it showed a naked man tied to a bed frame being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and a kitchen knife following the stabbing the video then shows the victim being dismembered and acts of necrophilia Oof. Also shown in the video is the person using a fork and knife to cut off some of the victim's flesh and then getting a dog to chew on the body. All while the New Order song True Faith is being played in the background, which I can't really think. I mean, I've saw, I've seen this video along like when it first came out, but I can't think of what song that is. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's not coming to me. I know. I mean, I know the song. It's from an 80s this song. Because you guys didn't see the video, did you? No, I will not watch it. I so saw it a long time when it first you, came out. The video a while yeah. ago. So I watched it recently just to kind of put this in perspective, and I didn't watch the entire thing because nobody fucking should watch it. Um, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't. Like, it seems no. like you're watching a movie, but you're not. You're watching a human body get massacred. Yeah. It's it's fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's, um, like we said, for like, but the Hammer video, like it's the same. Like it's it's disturbing. I don't recommend watching it. If you want to, it's out there. Now, I had a little bit more trouble finding it, but I don't know the dark webs quite like you do, Ian, when all the, oh, your Reddit pages and shit. I had to Google and really search for the video. Yeah, Best Gore took it down. Mm. Probably yeah. rightfully so. It was a fucking murder. They got in trouble. Yeah. We'll kind of touch on that a little while later, but yeah. I, Either way, it's out there. You can find it. Yeah. And it's not pleasant. I don't recommend it. So the Canadian authorities later said that they obtained an extended version of the video where they alluded to cannibalism taking place as well. Was that version ever released by anyone? No, not that I know of. That's good. At 11 a.m. on May 29th, 2012, a package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. I have to say he really went out on a limb here. Dave, do you think it was the right foot that was sent to the Conservative Party? <laughs> I and hope the so. left foot was sent. No, it to says right here, left foot. Yeah. God damn! <laughs> well, he fucked it all up, didn't he? He didn't do anything right. Unless this was his way of uniting the country. Well, <laughs> is there a metaphor involved in here somewhere? <laughs> the left foot to the right side, and the right to the left. No, I get what you're saying. I'm wondering if that was his actual intended purpose. It was not. I don't <laughs> believe it was. So this package was stained in blood and uh, was marked with a red heart symbol. Hmm. Another package containing a left hand was intercepted in a Canadian post press, a Canadian post processing facility, and it was addressed to the Liberal Party. I mean, you got to hand it to him. <laughs> it's creative. It's something like out of a movie, though. You know what I mean? Like, like it, mailing the stuff? Yeah, it just yeah. seems like it's way over the top. Did they use this evidence to finger him for the crime? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he sent a left foot and a left hand to the Liberal Party. So clearly he's not mm. making any uh, statements here. No, this is just an asshole that's yeah, thinking know, he's I clever know. here. I know. A janitor discovered a decomposing torso that was inside a suitcase... 
that was left in a garbage pile in the alley behind an apartment building in the Snowden area of Montreal. He saw the, the suitcase first on May 25th, but didn't pick it up due to a large amount of garbage that day. Hmm. Lost luggage. Who'd ever thought? <laughs> after, uh, after searching the scene, police recovered human remains, bloody clothes, papers identifying the suspect, as well as, quote, sharp and blunt objects from the back alley. Footage from the surveillance cameras inside the building showed someone bringing numerous garbage bags outside, and the images matched the suspect who was captured on video at the post office in relation to sending the packages. So he's not real slick at covering his tracks. No, not at all. But he also, you know, when he's sending his videos out and they're identifying where it was sent from yeah. and he's showing his face. He wanted to like be he caught. Liked, he liked the fame. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be caught. He wanted to go down as this... Uh, he wanted say. to be famous in some way, shape, or form. Like this maniacal... No what, yeah. If he couldn't do it yeah. with his looks or with his, his porn, he wanted to do it with killing people. Yeah. So police searched the apartment uh, number 208 of the building, which uh, was Luca's uh, apartment. He had moved in four months earlier, and his rent was paid up until June 1st. The apartment had been mostly emptied before he left, and uh, blood was found on different items, including the mattress, the refrigerator, the table, and the bathtub. Written in red ink inside of a closet was, quote, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. So, I mean, there is, I'm not, there's no, I'm not giving this guy any sympathy, but there's obviously some, well, we already know, but there's some major mental illness going on here with uh, the narcissism and... I mean, this quote would make you assume some kind of, uh, I don't know, like inner struggle with all this stuff or or whatever, you know. I would... I would think so. If you guys actually killed someone, you think you'd be able to chop up the body to get rid of it? No. No. But I also don't know. I couldn't put myself in the mindset of killing someone either. It'd just be accidentally. I don't think so. No? Because if it was accidentally, then when you're cutting it up, it's, I mean, obviously that's a deliberate motion. I don't think I could do that. I don't know. Unless you're what's-his-face from that HBO documentary. Remember that? The super rich guy that was living in that apartment. and What the fuck was that called? Oh, I know he chopped that, he chopped that guy up and then got away with every he got away with all of it. Pretty much got away with killing his wife too back in the day. Yeah, can't remember that Robert name. something. Yeah, and like they caught him on a live mic when he was taking a piss or something when they were <laughs> yeah. filming the documentary at that the guy? very end, the last episode. Yeah. yeah, he was in the bathroom pissing and yeah. was like talking to himself yeah. and basically admitted yeah, that right. he killed his wife. Yeah. It's weird. He's God from damn. that like real wealthy like hotel company. Dupont, Dupont? No, that's the other. No, that's the guy who killed the wrestler. wrestler yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really good documentary too. Yeah, yeah that's know, really good. Yeah, but that's what. Uh, I can't remember his yeah, name. No. So on May thirtieth, two thousand twelve, it was determined that the body parts belonged to the same individual later identified as Lynn John. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as Luca, who by then had had taken off. A note was found within with the package sent to the conservative party saying that six body parts had been distributed and the perpetrator would kill again. The other three packages also contained notes, but what they said that's never been released due to fears of uh, copycat crimes. Because, I mean, Luca Magnata, he has this whole internet fame too. You know, I mean, he did accomplish what he was looking to do, unfortunately. Robert Durst is the guy. Yeah, Yeah, that's his name. That's a great documentary series. It's nuts. Yeah. On May 31st, 2012, Interpol released a red notice for Luca at the request of the Canadian authorities. And for several days before and after his arrest, after his arrest, his name and photo were displayed displayed all over the uh, the Interpol web- website. The red notice requested that Luca be arrested and extradited back to Canada. Red notice because all the blood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it kind of sounded yes. like a thing that they just put out to any countries involved and just say, if you find this guy. Yeah. Then, but that name is kind of yeah, cryptic. It's probably just the highest alert. Uh, Luca booked a ticket for a flight from Montreal to Paris on May 25th using a passport with his own name. 
After he arrived in France, his cell phone signal was traced to a hotel in Bagnolet, but he had left by the time the police had arrived. He used a fake passport with the name Kirk Trammell at a hotel, and he had contacts in Paris from a previous visit in 2010, and police were following a, quote, large framed man who had been in contact with Luca. Another man he stayed with for two nights didn't realize who he was until he had left. And then he boarded a bus at the Bagnolet coach station headed towards uh, Berlin, Germany. So it's inter- that, that part interested me, too, because I, I didn't really see any more about that. Like any of these like kind of accomplices that he had in Paris. Helping them out. Yeah. I didn't see anything really well, it's good, further nothing, about that. Nothing bad ever happens in Germany, so he'd be safe there. On June 4th, 2012, Luca was apprehended by the Berlin police at an internet cafe while he was reading news stories about himself. Of course he was. (laughs) So he tried giving fake names before admitting to who he was, and his identity was confirmed through fingerprint evidence. Luca appeared in a Berlin court on June 5th, 2012. And according to German officials, he didn't oppose being extradited. And there was they had sufficient evidence to keep him in custody, but he just agreed to just go ahead and simplify the, the process. Like just, a videotape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Luca. Also on June 5th, a package containing a right foot was delivered to the St. George's School, elementary school, or sorry, the St. George's School, and another package containing a right hand was sent to False Creek Elementary in Vancouver. Do you think they had, like, student helpers opening the mail? Uh, I think the elementary one I read about was, like, like secretary, like, whoever would sit at the desk of the school got the package and was, like, it's like started to open it up and it smelled bent like a dead body oh. you know like it was rotting yeah not great on uh, on june 13th the four limbs and the torso were matched to to lynn using dna samples from his family and then on july 1st his head was recovered at the edge of a small lake in montreal's um in montreal's Angrenon park after police received an anonymous tip and that's the other one including his uh whoever was helping him out in Paris, like who, I mean, I guess you could have found a head and like anonymously called in him, but it just seems weird. Mm. Like, I don't know. just seems odd. So he saved the head for last. Yeah. I think he was just trying to save face or did somebody like drop? (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. But the head was found like way after. Like, I wonder if somebody was else was in on this or something. It's kind of like seven, right? When they delayed mailing the head till. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw that one time actually a long time ago. I need to rewatch that. That's a good movie. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> so he agreed to be tried by a judge and jury, and he pled not guilty. And he admitted to what he had done. I mean, it's on video. But he <laughs> yeah. uh, he claimed diminished responsibility due to mental disorders. So the Crown, they made their uh, opening statement on September 29th, 2014, in uh Quebec Supreme Court Justice Guy Cornier presided over the trial and it lasted for 10 weeks. On the opening day, he instructed jurors that Luca, quote, admits the acts of the conducts underlying the crime for which he is charged. Your task will be to determine whether he committed the five offenses with the required state of mind for each offense. So the the attorneys are not trying to uh, convince them whether or not he did it whether or not he was of the right state of mind. Right. Kind of a different look at a trial than than what you typically see. Because he's going He already for, admitted to it. Yeah. yeah. He's going for just the insanity plea, yeah. basically. Which, I don't know, this seems like a insane person. I mean... I it, think he knows right from wrong, though. Yeah. It seems to me like he was trying to just get famous. Yeah. I definitely think there's some underlying mental health issues, but I don't know. I guess that's what the jury's for to decide. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So there were uh, six tools, a pair of scissors, two knives, a screwdriver, an oscillating saw, and a hammer were were recovered outside Luca's apartment and analyzed by ballistic experts. He said none could be definitively linked to the killing and no skeletal marks suggested the screwdriver or scissors were used, but some were consistent with the the saw and a knife or exacto blade injuries, which that's just, I don't know, the exacto thing. 
gives me the the chills. Exacto blades are fucking sharp and tiny. Yeah. And oh, horrible. Well, he already admitted he did it. What do we need all this ballistic stuff? Yeah. Uh, I guess it does all prove a picture in the end. Like if you're if you're trying if you're the prosecution, you want to show how premeditated it was. Okay, that makes sense. With yeah. the instruments he used, it wasn't just a random act of. Like I grab whatever I could. Right. Maybe he like went he, out and purchased the. Sure. And, yeah. Right. I think okay. so. I think that makes sense. During the trial, defense attorney Luke Leclerc argued that Luca was in a psychotic state at the time of of the crimes and and couldn't be held responsible. The Crown argued that the murder of Jin Lin was organized, premeditated, and that that uh, Luca was quote purposeful, mindful, ultra organized, and ultimately responsible for his actions. And he didn't he didn't testify in his defense. What the fuck's he gonna say? Yeah. Honestly, you think this guy would testify just to get up there and have the spotlight? That's true. On him yeah, for yeah. A little while, you know, that's yeah, have true. Have the cameras on him or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. that's why when man when we do Ted Bundy's an episode on him, and that was like his shining moment oh, yeah. to get he up there it. and and uh, defend himself, fire his lawyers, and yeah. that was his uh, his time to shine. Isn't he from the Pacific Northwest? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he kill? Did he kill people in Florida? Oh. <laughs> Fuck you! Tell me, man. You didn't. You obviously didn't listen to the last episode. I did not. <laughs> or remember what we said? No, we. That's the exact joke we said, right? Yeah. I said he was from there, and you said didn't he kill people in Florida? Yeah. And what did I say? No. Uh, you think, had a whole week to look it up, and you still don't know. Yeah. No, I saved for the podcast. <laughs> People like to hear me learn on the show. They've told me all about it. <laughs> the millions of fans I talk to every day. Yeah, they said it's tremendous. It's great. <laughs> they love me hearing it, learning on the show. So, during the trial, uh, defense witnesses provided evidence that Luca had been diagnosed with schizophrenia as a teenager. But uh, defense or defense expert Dr. Joel Watts testified that Luca showed signs of episodic schizophrenia, hysteronic, borderline personality traits, and paraphilia. What is paraphilia? All right, so I looked it up. Paraphilia is a condition characterized by abnormal sexual desires, typically involving extreme or dangerous activities. Pretty fucking close to what we're talking about here. Yeah, pretty much. I would say. Yeah. So the uh, the prosecution revealed that Luca had been using illegal drugs during his teenage years, which led to symptoms that mimicked schizophrenia in that he had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder by crown expert Dr. Joel Paris at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal in April 2012. So Dr. Rene Roy, the forensic psychiatrist who had been treating Luca at the Riviere de Paris Detention Center since November 2012 and she and she was treating him through his preliminary hearing right up until his trial diagnosed him with borderline personality disorder with histrionic features and what did we say histrionic was um histrionic personality disorder symptoms are they have an overwhelming desire to be noticed and often behave dramatically or inappropriately to get attention so yeah, that I mean, fits also again we're sense. we're yeah yeah Right in the definition for this piece of shit. Dr. Gills Cumberland was another crown expert who was not able to interview Luca, but diagnosed him with antisocial, histrionic, and narcissistic personality disorder. Um, a number of psychiatrists over the years noted that he displayed antisocial, uh, borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic, narcissistic traits, and the prosecution accused him of... of Accused Luca of pretending to be schizophrenic because he was saying shit like witches told him to do this, like really dumb yeah, shit. Oh you think he was playing it up though? Oh yeah, he was faking that. He's just a piece I, of shit. Yeah, I mean there was a bunch of different psychiatrists. I mean we just kind of went through all that. I mean it's everybody kind of had a little bit of a different opinion, but it was you know this borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder and basically just. You know, but I mean, at that point, you're just going to start throwing out whatever to see if something sticks. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. What other choice do you have? Um, after a 12-week trial, which included 10 weeks of hearing testimony, the jury of eight women and four men received final instructions from the trial judge on December 15, 2014, and... Um, and was sequestered before beginning its deliberations the next day. On the eighth day of deliberation, they returned a verdict of guilty on all charges. 
Luca will serve a mandatory life sentence and will be eligible per- for parole in 25 years. He was also sentenced to 19 years for other charges to be conser- to be served concurrently. He filed an appeal for the convictions to be thrown out and a new trial ordered. The appeal was filed with by his defense counsel, Luke LeClaire, citing judicial error in jury, destru- in jury instruction. The appeal further claimed that the, quote, verdicts are unreasonable and unsupported by evidence and instructions, but Luca withdrew his appeal on February 18th, 2015. So he's serving, what, 25 years? And then he'll be eligible for parole. But I doubt he would get out. To Canada, you know. He's serving a life sentence, but in 25 years he'll be eligible for parole. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I hope he never gets out. He seems like a very dangerous individual. Yeah. This is one. He's going to keep himself in the spotlight. Where, yeah, you would weigh it and you say, yeah, this guy will definitely kill someone again. Yeah. Or do something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting fella. I, I never, that's I don't think I heard else, about man. this story before. I remember it when it when it popped up mm. back in the day because um, I'm always on 4chan for the the paranormal board but I, I do remember someone like cross posted this to the paranormal board that's how I found like it. his videos and shit yeah because yeah, I mean 4chan is an extremely toxic place I, I but imagine but the paranormal board is is where it's at. There's some good there's some good <laughs> shit on there. Sometimes. But that's the legit part of the board, the paranormal. I wouldn't. I don't know if I call it legit, but it's uh, look it's, at all these shows it spawned to date. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's a fun. I I like the point paranormal board. Yeah, I feel great after that one. Man, major piece of shit. Yeah, the videos we discussed in this story are fucked up. Yeah, and the the guy that owns um, bestgore.com. He's a Canadian citizen. He got in trouble for... Oh, that's uh, right. You, were, you say you were going to talk about him. Yeah, he got in trouble for allowing this to, to be on his website. He was sentenced with... Um, he was criminally charged for this. Yeah, because he's a Canadian citizen. In Canada, you can't... Um, Dude, Canada's fucking tough, man. You can't fuck around with this kind of shit. I don't think this guy... Luca's never going to get out of prison. Of course, they're not going <laughs> to kill him. Not. They're not going to kill him, but... Uh, do they have the death sentence in Canada? I don't think they do. I don't think so. No. They don't. So the owner of best uh, bestgore.com, his name's uh, Mark Merrick. I say Mark Marin. I was like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, Mark Marin. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's a charge. It's called corruption of morals in Canada. Mm. So that's what he was charged with. They might charge us with that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just for telling the story. <laughs> he um, this podcast wouldn't exist in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Can't talk about Blumpkins up there freely. Of corruption of morals. We have a lot of fans in Bangladesh, though. I'm guessing that we do. Do we have any morals. Canadian fans? <laughs> yeah, we, I think they're like number two for who listens really? to us the most. Yeah, hmm. I think it goes U.S., Canada, U.K., and then Australia. We got cool fans. That in Australia, Australia contingent's pretty strong, oh, yeah. man. They're hitting uh, us up all the time. I love that. I want to go to Australia. That'd be yeah, fun. we got some good Australian fans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this shout out to you guys, right? Hell yeah! Maybe they'll host us over. They'll there. listen to this twenty four hours later. You know when it gets released over there, because yeah. everything's late over there or ahead. They actually already heard this episode. We're recording it right now because <laughs> it came out twenty four hours ago. They're ahead of us, right? They're ahead of us. So they already heard this. You're, oh, they know how. What the fuck I'm going to say next? You're jumping through uh, Shit. dimensional portals over here. Time travel. <laughs> Cheers to all Australian listeners. So yeah, he was charged with uh, corruption of morals for for posting this and allowing it because the police asked him to take it down and he wouldn't. Mm. And so he got. Um, oh well, that's on him then too. Yeah, he's a major piece of shit. He got. Um, he only received probation for this but here here's a for quote posting a murder on his website here here's a quote that'll just tell you how big of an idiot this guy is because he claimed that he didn't get any um he didn't receive any bump in views to his website for oh, having this video sure. that's that's one of the things but yeah and he's he's also a person in this quote he uses the term sheeple and if you use the term sheeple you're immediately a, a jackass in my opinion. So yeah so he said, said you can take the publishing of of the chainsaw beheading by Syrian rebels propaganda team who claimed that this atrocity was committed by the people behind President Bashar Assad. 
The video stirred major outrage in the ranks of the sheeple, but it did not fool anyone on Best Gore because we know where the video is really from. It's been on Best Gore since before the Syrian fraudulent revolution started. We have its full version, including original audio, and know it's from Mexico. It was the same when Best Gore busted the rebels about publishing the domestic gas leak explosion, which also manipulated into looking like the aftermath of alleged indiscriminate bombings by rulers. Or most recently, when the whole world was revving about Muslims being slaughtered by Buddhists, the propaganda fooled everyone except for us on Best Gore because we recognized the lynching video from Kenya, the earthquake in Tibet, and the tsunami disaster in Thailand, which had been used in unrelated context. That was his defense statement for okay. why he left this video up. So he's a real asshole. Uh, maybe I'm just drunk, but did his answer have anything to do with actually why he left that video up? No, it sounded like he's just saying he just rambled. Yeah, that they uh, about world events. Basically, that Syrian shit, whatever, is all fake, and they figured it out because so that allows you to post a real video <laughs> of someone getting murdered. Well, I mean. Hmm. He's just an idiot. I'm not following that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, this is well, Ian. Thanks for that great story. Yeah. That was a real feel-good one. I'm gonna sleep great tonight. Yeah. Dave, you got anything else to add to Luca Magnata? <laughs> I do not. It's pretty fall. It's not a pleasant story. No. Mm-hmm. Ian, you got anything? No, I'm good. I'm good on this one. Thank you to everybody who's uh, who's been listening, keeping the downloads going up. Yeah. It's much appreciated. Like we it's said, we cool. had a great July last uh, month, and. Hopefully have a good August here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Necronomapod. Please reach out to us if you uh, uh, want to give us a shout out or let us know what you think about the shows or have a request for a topic that you want us to cover. We love to hear from you guys. We like to get some feedback, uh, good or bad. Um, YouTube's usually where all the bad shit goes and we'll just block your ass on that. So who's a fuss? <laughs> but... Any of the other uh, socials, we have some great, uh, great listeners on all the other ones. We get nothing but good feedback on all that. So reach out to us, let us know. And then um, if you're on iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe. Let your friends know if they could subscribe as well. That really goes a long way in helping us. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. Let's go.